Weekend Rental, episode 65. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. My name is Ryan. As always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. Hey, guys. All right. You can find all of our content and all the other amazing content, whether it's movies, beer, comics, video games, music, and more. Whatever your geek is, you'll find it all at geekade.com. What's your geek? Let's move on to our opening segment. We're going to kick things off, as always, with Buy, Rent, Burn. Basically, if you're new to this show, what we do is we all pick a game for a given system. The system of choice this go-around is the original Game Boy. Um, we'll all play the games that we pick individually, uh, and then we'll decide whether we would personally buy, rent, or burn each of those games. And uh, we're going to go through the list here. Andy has gone with WWF Raw. Nate has gone with Avenging Spirit. And I've selected Wild Snake. Let's go back up to the top of the list. We're going to hear a little bit about each of these games and just kind of talk through them. We'll start off with Andy's pick, WWF Raw. I'm going to read the description here from GameFAQs. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Description here. Uh, WWF Raw slams your senses with most ruthless Matt Mayhem ever. The hottest WWF superstars, each with their own signature move, wild tag team action, and grueling Survivor Series bouts. Stand between you and the championship bells. This is WWF Raw, and Raw is war. This wrestling game is better than the brand new PS4 game. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd go that far. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It It's okay. It, it It's probably one of the better Game Boy fighting games on the system, I would say, if you want to classify as that. But... It still has that trouble of like the grappling mechanics. Every wrestling game outside of the N64 ones, just once you like grab onto a guy, they always have to have some weird mechanic or mini game or something to like, it's almost like a tug of war type thing. And this game features that pretty heavily outside of just the regular punches and kicks from what I could tell anyway. Yeah, it also features like pretty bad graphics a three-second butt-ass soundtrack loop, yeah. and a life bar that's about 10,000 times too long. Uh, so about sure. five minutes in, you've seen enough. Because it, it, it chaps your ass raw. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt about this game. Oh, I agree. This thing, uh, this game is it's not great. Um, first off, anytime you're trying to do a wrestling game kind of like that where especially in that era where you were actually watching it as a kid and seeing these moves of these people like any wrestling game whether it's NES Game Boy whatever just you can't control the moves you you want to see them move the way you actually watch it on TV so anytime you're doing it that way it just doesn't it doesn't translate well. And the controls are super confusing in this game. Like what does A do? What does B do? You're trying Punch to or kick. You're trying to grapple and you gotta go left, right, left, right, or or whatever it is. It's I don't know. It was weak. And that, that soundtrack I wanted to <laughs> jump off a building after after that. I feel like if it's a wrestling match, it should be like the music should be before and then once the match is happening it should just be quiet and you hear like i don't know 
fans or, or something like that and the yeah. punches and kicks, but it was just that loop over and over and over again. And I didn't have as much of a problem with the controls. I thought they were pretty straightforward. I just thought they were very basic. Like there's no depth because it's punch, kick or grapple. And the grapple, like Andy said, sucks. It's like this endless like circle jerk thing. Uh, it just really bothered me. Uh, the other thing that I don't like too is they did a good job of making like large sprites and they're supposed to represent each of the eight to think characters yeah. that were available from the outset, but there's still not enough like fidelity in there to really tell who you're playing as. Like, I think if you knew who you picked from the get go and you were a fan of WWF, you'd probably be able to tell. But if you were walking in like mid match, I don't know that you could pick it out. Yeah. I think that's pretty true. The roster is pretty funny too, because it's like in that moment when this release, like, outside of like what the undertaker like all those guys were more famous for a different character that they did pretty much so like mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird time for and it's worth wrestlers. noting too that like this is a multi-platform lgn released game so at the time the powerhouse systems were the genesis and the super nintendo this came out on like six other consoles so you know that the game boy port got like zero <laughs> f's given and it kind of shows yeah I felt like the roster, like choose your choose your wrestler, actually looked pretty decent. Like the actual, <coughs> um, you know, for being that black and green look, I feel that uh, the menu did a pretty good job. But as soon as you hit start, yeah, you don't have right. you don't have a clue who you're, what they're supposed to look like, or it's just a big pixel blob, a fat pixel blob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's LJN. I think knowing it's an LJN licensed game across every platform imaginable, you kind of know what you're walking <laughs> into with this thing. Let's move on to Nate's pick. Avenging Spirit. Uh, so description on this one. There is no rest, even in the afterlife. A classic action game that introduced a unique system for possessing and controlling other characters is now available on the Nintendo eShop, this is not the description for the Game Boy game. This is clearly <laughs> the eShop listing. Let's uh, skip past that part. While out on a walk with his girlfriend, our hero was gunned down by an evil syndicate and want that wants to harass ghost energy or harness ghost energy. Boy, I'm struggling here. <laughs> uh, the syndicate plans to ransom the poor girl, who is the daughter of a prestigious scientist, to force her father to cooperate. But our hero's adventure isn't over. In fact. It's just beginning. He's come back as a ghost so that he can rescue his girlfriend from her kidnappers and finally rest in peace. Kid can't even read. End note for this eShop listing. This game is only playable in 2D. Oh. No, so that means it must have been on the 3DS. Sure. That's that's good to know. Yeah. So this was a arcade port from my understanding. This is an action platformer but kind of unique. Uh, it's got a great soundtrack and uh, controls are really fun. Kind of Kirby-esque, you know, not necessarily the look, but uh, what you do um, by you basically go around possessing <laughs> other people and then killing them off. And then it's yeah, actually yeah, a my, really morbid thought to... My favorite Kirby game is that one where I grabbed a pistol and I just shot everybody on the screen. That's my favorite <laughs> Kirby game. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it really reminded me of Avenging Spirit. <laughs> I think I was more going on where you uh, you take the ability of the person or whatever. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry, it's not okay. like all the Kirby Bow with murder, but it does come across as a playful. I don't know with the way the sprites look and everything. It kind of comes yeah. across as like chibi, playful. I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, you, you know. are going around possessing people and. Um, killing enemies uh traversing through different platform scenes to track down your girlfriend the boss battles are fun uh music is great controls i felt were pretty decent i've never heard of this game up until i picked it for this this thing and i was very very happy i just assumed it was going to be like a ninja gaiden s game with with a name like that so i was impressed yeah, I think I agree. I think everything about it is fun. I mean, not that it's necessarily like it's Kirby with murder, I guess. Yeah, um, I'd kind of heard about this recently because I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. But one of the YouTubers, a notable one, had done like this. This was brought up recently, so I was aware of it. I had never played it. Um, but yeah, it's a great game. I, I, I guess it kind of flew under the radar. It's Jalico uh, came out on the Game Boy. I think by then Jalico didn't have the best reputation. But yeah, it's a great platforming game, and the mechanic of you being a ghost who doesn't really die but possesses other characters adds a lot of depth into, you know, how you approach the game, what what weapons you want to use, and, you know, like Nate said, like, the controls are good, the music's great, the sprites look good, it's a very cute-looking game, and I like the fact that there's a boss at the end of each level. Um, I don't know how many levels there are, probably not many, being Six. a arcade game. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which fits the Game Boy perfectly. I think I got through half of them. So, did anybody really fun? Andy, did you get to the end at all? No, I didn't. I didn't make it that far. I think I got two levels. Um, but yeah, this game, the mechanic is super great. There's something really satisfying about getting killed by an enemy and then being like, "Oh, you motherfucker, you made a mistake," and you go over there and possess their body. It's like you're taking revenge on the the person that killed you. And it, and you just get to be them. I mean, that's that's just great. So when you get to the end, uh, you have to possess your girlfriend, like the girl <laughs> that you're going after and uh, to save. You possess her, and she's equipped with this like giant laser. So I mean, it's just over the top. But I'm like, well, why did she get uh, kidnapped in the first place if she had this giant laser gun just like strapped to her? So it was it was very weird. It's also unrealistic because if you're a male ghost and you've possessed your female significant other, the first thing you're going to do is fondle your breasts, uh, not shoot lasers. Just so a free just, for just all. Just calling shenanigans there. But... This game's not even real. <laughs> The biggest monster at the end. Rape. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's willing. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic game. Fantastic game. I kind of want to play the arcade ROM. Yeah. I, I think wonder, the, I wonder what that would look like. I mean, there's still, I mean, it, there's still some flaws, you know, there's slow down in certain areas where there's a lot of chaos happening. Um, I, I believe the arcade, I've never played the arcade, but, um, I've heard like the arcade is a little more floaty when you're reading a little bit about it, like the controls and um, yeah, typically when you're porting from an arcade, it doesn't go well. Most of the time it doesn't go well, but um, 
yeah, apparently this is pretty pretty fun and desirable game. And the cover art is terrible. Isn't it just like a mafia guy shooting? Yeah. Well, that's whatever the US one, but sure. The other ones look a lot better. I know the yeah. box for this thing is insanely expensive. Like there's only a few known complete in box copies of this. Really? Yeah. Cool. Wow. It's a good. All right, let's talk about the last one, Wild Snake. This is my pick. Um, so description on this one. This is not from the eShop, so that's good. Uh, a deadly nest of snakes, and only you can keep them from getting out. Maneuver each new snake so it touches another of the same kind, making the venomous vipers disappear. Sound easy? As long as you can keep matching up snakes, you're in control. But with those poisonous reptiles, pull, when those poisonous reptiles pile close to the top, you better run for your life. There's I feel like you're reading like a porno description or something. <laughs> Okay, well, then keeping with the portal description, if you're lucky, a king cobra might appear and devour every snake in its path. <laughs> yeah. Andy, this is the when you're editing, why don't you cue that uh, that sexy music and slow his voice down a little bit? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, this game um, came out on the Game Boy. It supported the Super Game Boy, which is the reason I bought it as a kid back in the day. It also came out on the Super Nintendo. Probably some other stuff. I don't know. It's basically Tetris, but with snakes. Um, but where Tetris, I think, requires a little more like forethought and strategy and planning, this game relies more heavily on the Twitch mechanics of like being able to quickly make a decision, match things up, and just keep ahead of the impending doom. So it's kind of like this weird, I'd almost say like the gameplay falls kind of like in between Tetris and like a Dr. Mario as far as, you know, hecticness and strategy. Um, just mash a couple snakes up, the more that same patterned or colored snakes touch each other they disappear but yeah I, I mean just imagine tetris but instead of pieces it's snakes that kind of slide and move around and i don't know i really like it it's a, it's a good puzzle game music's good visuals with the super game boy boost are good even without it it's not terrible could use some more color on the game boy though because the patterns of snakes continue to multiply as you progress oh really okay yeah it's I, I think this game has to be somewhat simpler premise than Tetris. Invo once you involve like the snakes kind of wiggling around different ways, because like I did, I never could figure out the exact way that you could expect them to go if you were you know putting them on a ledge or something like that. But uh, I don't know. It, it was you can control it, was it left or right. They'll they'll go whichever direction you're holding when they hit. Even like when you get to like a bottom or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I, there was a couple times where I felt like I matched them, like on the tails or something, and then it didn't work. So I don't know if you had to hit like head to body for it to uh, go away or not. I don't know. I think if it's just like, so if it's straight tail in the air and you've got like a couple there next to it, you have to like press down to get them to go into it. Okay. Huh. That's what she said. <laughs> No, I tried. Mm. I tried, guys. Mm. No, I think it, it's it's very Tetris esque. Um, like even just the shapes and stuff like that. The snakes, snakes make. I, it, it's it's a good game. It's it's a fun game. 
this this is put together by the Rip. same same Tetris guy, right, Ryan? I think so. He's on the box, <clears throat> which back then would have been significant because if you've watched Norman Gaming Historians overview on Tetris, you would know that what's his name didn't have the rights to Tetris, so he wasn't making any money on Tetris at the time. So this would have made him money. So sort of important to slap your face on there and hope people buy it because they love Tetris. And then you can cash those non Tetris checks, I guess. I like how they do use his face for promotion though. It's like a kid's going to walk by and be like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, look at this, this guy. middle-aged beard face. Like he promoted this game. I want it. He made Tetris. <laughs> Sadly, oh when gosh. I was a kid, I read that and I was like, the guy from Tetris, I'll fucking love Tetris. And I bought it. <laughs> It was also $10, though. $10 I don't know if, at Best Buy back in the day. I don't know if I would have known. I would have been like, oh, it's the guy from Home Improvement. No, it tells you. <laughs> He's that, the guy from Tetris. Is that Al like, Borland? The text is there. <laughs> Al Borland bulked up, if that's the case. Yeah. That <sighs> Russian. Boy, I, I just love his like um, his thought process. He He makes Tetris probably the biggest game ever with blocks and he's like oh, okay let's move on to the something similar we're gonna Snakes. throw hats in a yeah pit. well hats i feel like first, he was just like I, I need something that people are going to understand by looking at a screenshot and then hopefully buy because snakes yeah you know what i mean like, they should have just called it tetris 2 tetris like so on well there so was forth. already a tetris 2 well you know what he didn't i meant. Own the rights you know what i meant the sequel not tetris 3 with snakes now that with snakes I wonder if like a, a version of the snake game, like the old Nokia one, existed oh, yeah. before that. No, no like way. during the, during this time, or if no, this they were was inspired like inspired completely by Wild Snake. Yeah, this was fact. the original Snake game. Yep. I don't, probably, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they should have called know, it Hot Snakes. <laughs> it's a solid puzzle game. If you like Tetris, odds are you're going to enjoy this at least in small bursts. And nobody remembers it exists because it probably sold like five copies. But Wild Snake, there you go. Let's go back through. Picks, Andy, what are you doing? Buy, what are you buying? What are you burning? What are you burning? Uh, it has to be Avenging Spirit. Like Wrong. No, that's that's with a bullet this time. I will punch I you in the face. It, Let's. That might be wrong. one of the best Game Boy games I've played. Wrong. Overall, that's such a great mechanic so satisfying to play such a good variety and good bosses it's a great game um but i i'll i'll rent wild snake because it was better than raw i i don't know if i liked it as much as you probably but uh it was enjoyable enough i do like the king cobra where you just the semen yeah pretty much kind of yeah just destroys everything in its wake Yep. Kind of like my semen. Yep. <laughs> it destroys eggs <laughs> and impregnates them. Uh, yeah. And my, 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 uh, burn is the wrestling game because it's not great. It's a bad version of that game. And I'm not even sure if that was the good one <laughs> on the consoles. This is an excellent summary of that. <laughs> Nate, how you? Yeah, I think Avenge Spirit <coughs> is wrong. Definitely going to be my buy. It is a great game. Very terrible. I mean, one of the 
I agree with Andy. It's one of the best Game Boy games I've ever played. Hated uh, it. So, very, very good. Uh, my rent is going to be Hot Snakes. Wild. <laughs> want to get those Hot Snakes. Hot Snakes is the thing you're going to be funneling later. That's going to be the title of this episode. The gamers, the gamers get the hot snakes. Um, just, just putting that out there, guys. Uh, so hot snakes for my rent. Um, I mean, it, it's a fun game. It's it's Tetris essentially. I feel like a lot of those games are just so similar, and there's only so much you can do to make it interesting. Um. And then my burn is for sure going to be W W F. Is that F, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. W W F. Whatever. What the whatever it is. Raw. Yeah. What the raw. You just shit on like a million childhoods. Well, anyways. Well, that game. That game took a dump on me. Okay. <laughs> that game was awful, and uh, just poorly executed. It, it's just. Wrestling games, I feel like they all suck. Minus uh, pro wrestling on the NES. So that's kind of fun. (laughs) Well, you suck, all right? You suck. There, Ryan. You're you're poop. Poop. Uh, Anyways. Let me pull myself together from that uh, fucking battering um man I just... i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy avenging spirit uh spirit because that's where yeah, you are game. trash yeah, it's fucking trash. awesome oh, trash yeah. <laughs> i'm the hype band i gotta keep it interesting no it's a great game that i agree that's probably like top 10 game boy games like nine out of ten action platformer like if i was gonna give it a score it's fucking awesome it's really dark and twisted too um i'm gonna rant wild snake because hot snake it's a stupider version of tetris uh i had it as a kid i don't know why i just did i think the game boy super game boy like stat boost thing because i got the super game boy so it was like really into any game that had that like little emblem uh so i played a lot of it good um good game not great good it's a rental uh and then i'm gonna burn wwf raw because that's a fucking piece of shit but i don't even know if that's a game that's just a license with some pixels on it it might be better if you put it in the Super Game Boy. It might cause my Super Game Boy to explode. <laughs> Super raw. Maybe it turns it into WWF cooked. If it's LJN, it's probably that's probably what the Super Nintendo version is. Yeah. Just like a Super Game Boy in there it's with true. a Game Boy. It's true. <laughs> it's true. That's a good good point. Fair enough. Fair enough. That came on like ninety four, I think, too, for the Game Boy, which is like super huh. late into the run. Weird. Yeah. Byron burning the books. Took the words right out of my mouth. Let's move on from Byron Byrne. We'll talk about what's been going on in our lives. 
gaming culture, geek culture. I want to kind of kick things off with this uh, random YouTube rabbit hole that I kind of went down about a week ago. This doc, uh, this platform masters documentary got recommended to me on YouTube. <clears throat> and it was clear from the thumbnail that it was about gaming. So I clicked on it and it was like, well, what am I watching here? And uh, I kept watching because I quickly realized that like they were following around a very interesting character, his very interesting family. And it also took place in our home state of North Dakota, uh, in Minot, North Dakota, in 2011, when the entire city basically got decimated by a flood. Um, so what this documentary is supposed to be about is this Nick Smith, I think, this Ula Lilia. He apparently was like a big internet guy back in the mid-2005s. Um, there were a bunch of, like, maybe not Reddits, because Reddit wasn't a thing, but there were a bunch of forum posts, and this kid who was basically like, basically, you can kind of pick up from it pretty quickly. He's autistic. He was bullied. He kind of introverted into himself, made up his own, like, fantasy world, and started making games, which he put out on the internet. Uh, along with YouTube videos, which got him a following. Um, I know all of this not because the documentary and the crew successfully captured this or told the story. I had to read a bunch of wikis, articles, and other YouTube videos as to why this crew was there to begin with, what the significance of this was. Um, and there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff about this kid that is not captured in the documentary because they do a shit job. Uh, basically, what this two hour documentary does. Um, so they put out a teaser trailer, from my understanding, uh, in 2012, this Everything Works Productions. They were going to now go visit this like mythical internet kid because he was 25, right? No one wanted to really screw with this guy or dive too deep. There were some AMAs and things that happened when he was older, but because he was 25 at the time, this film crew was going to go out, really learn who this person was, what made him tick. Uh, and they arrived the week of the flood hitting Minot. Uh, so basically it looked like they didn't know what they were supposed to do. Uh, and they panicked and made a shitty documentary on a kid and then made an even worse documentary about a town being devastated. So what they essentially did was like made fun of an autistic kid and his family it made them look like complete morons and then poked fun at all these people who lost their homes were devastated by a flood and make them seem like they were all toothless, uh, inbred idiots. And then edit it together in a way that no decent human being would. And then you have this movie called The Platform Masters released end of December on YouTube in 2019. Uh, shot and edited in 2012. I dug deeper and found out that after releasing the initial teaser trailer for this on YouTube, uh, the internet got excited. People who were aware of this kid. Uh, and then it never came out and people began to question two, three years later. Turns out the film crew went to a bunch of film festivals. Shockingly, the documentary was horribly received. So they scrapped it and decided they were going to do a director's edit, uh, put it all together in a way that somehow it didn't make them seem like giant assholes. Uh, and they didn't. And this thing's out there now. It's bad. Yeah, that's... I. Yeah. It kind of felt dirty watching it because like they show so much of this guy and his lifestyle or whatever. Obviously he has some issues and th that extends to the family as well. Mm -hmm. But instead of like a lot of reality shows that kind of be like, oh, this guy has a quirk and whatever, those shows usually say, okay, what are we going to do to fix this? We're going to fix your problem. You know, we're going to correct it where this 
I mean, that's not what this documentary is about. It's not going to try and fix his problems, right? It's just like, yeah, this is what this guy is and this is his issues. And it's like, well, what's the point of this? Are you just trying to make us feel bad or are you making fun of him? Like yeah. it was, it was really weird. And there's a ton of context and interesting facts around this that if you're willing to dive deeper, like I did after the fact, you'll learn a lot of the mannerism thing and things are like better explained outside of this documentary. But yeah, it was just, it was clearly a very inexperienced film crew. Um, and I'm just kind of surprised they even released this at all. Cause it, it's pretty, so I think the thing that got to me, was like, cause intermittently they started interviewing people who have been affected by the flood and lost their homes throughout this film. And like 40 minutes in, they interviewed this guy who was like talking, there must've been like some like benefit or something. And he's talking about, you know, the city, like, oh, people have really come together. You know, everybody's helping everybody. We all helped people move out before the levees broke and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, right at the end, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, my biggest loss. And, like, he starts choking up. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I lost my cat. I can't find him. He jumped out the window. And, like, I put out 100 flyers. They immediately cut to B-roll of them filming a cat walking down the sidewalk. Stray cat. And then the music that they put over is like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and it's like the most fucking insulting thing and they do that for like 30 seconds immediately following this guy's clip wow like, that's, Fuck you that's, that is so bad this guy has nothing left and you're shitting on his cat like disappearing it was so bad so oh i started watching this late at night fell asleep halfway through it thinking mm -hmm. back to it i want to know does it get better because it seemed like the dogs in the house were a point of contention or not content. It felt like the parents cared more about the dogs than their kid a little bit. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't know. Can, can I ask you something about, about the dogs? Did you happen to catch how the, the, the young subject of the film chose to pet all the dogs? Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, I mean, most people don't go right for the groin uh, and yeah. <laughs> pet only the groin. Uh, I, it was a little unsettling. The dogs seem to enjoy it. Maybe not appropriate. Yeah. I mean, you never know, though, with these things also, just like reality TV, they might be like, we're here yeah. because you're a weird person. So you're on camera and weirded up for us, you know? Yeah. So one interesting thing, since you fell asleep halfway through, um, you brought up like, well, how do we fix this? Like most documentaries, reality shows do that. They kind of try to do that at the end of this thing. He starts, they, there's a section where they start talking about Nick's dreams and Nick has a dream where he's like trapped in mud. And it's like one of his like recurring dreams. You know, he's like, I wonder what that would be like. So the film crew helps him out. They grab a, uh, um, giant garbage can, uh, clearly the kind that the city gives you to put out every week. So the garbage truck takes your garbage and they fill it with mud. <laughs> And then allow Nick to jump into the garbage can full of mud. Um, so you can check that off his bucket list. And then That's also extremely inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And then also randomly a voice comes in off camera. When's the last time you've been in a plane? And then they put him in a plane. So that happened. They changed his life forever. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. That and kid they, nowadays like, man, I remember mm -hmm. that time I was in mud in, the, in a garbage can. <laughs> And then they wow. go out on a high note. The film just abruptly ends and they put up the text. The flood subsides. A city rebuilds. And wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was standing ovation. That's deep. I, I would just like to uh, 
personally let everyone know who was involved in the making of this film that please don't continue filmmaking. That that was awful. You're monsters. I don't I don't know why you put it on the internet. You should be ashamed of yourselves. I see why they did it though, because like he I, I knew this guy from the the Bubsy. Like Yeah. His yeah, Bubsy. Yeah. He's his, a huge Bubsy fan. Yeah. His, he is a genius. He talks about how great Bubsy is as a platformer. Speed, like you've never seen. More Bubsy 3D is was he the loved thing. the original Claws Encountered though too. Oh, okay. I, I I knew of this guy like ten years ago when he put out those Bubsy 3D videos. Right. And it was so like you you had some grasp on the backstory. Yeah, I I as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's this guy. And then I'm like I remember watching those videos and being like, I want to know the guy that is this like deep into Bubsy 3D, like knows yeah. the ins and outs of Bubsy 3D. And it turns out like I didn't want to know that. No, it turns out he only <laughs> eats cheese pizza, can only drink everything in one gulp because reusing cups doesn't work. And uh, he doesn't have a bed and sleeps on the floor. Yeah. And he's from our neck of the woods. That's. I have heard that he's like since moved to Florida, I got a job and is like presumably quote unquote normal now. So hmm. I don't know. And none of them, nothing ever, they never mentioned therapy or. No. A... Well, I mean, they filmed this in like 2011. So like anything that any subsequent information is kind of like yeah. spotty internet accounts. Sure. So. Right. Huh. The platform masters look for it on YouTube. <laughs> Or, or master platform Maybe. master it's something it's it's a train wreck yeah you guys excited for you three they're still do- yeah they're doing that this an year? empty building you know who's not excited for you three <laughs> nintendo yep also <laughs> Sony. What? Sony. Yeah. So no Sony at E3 again. Again. Which my favorite tweet was the flute guy must have been busy that day. Oh, I forgot about the flute guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it made headlines, but I kind of feel like this is the most unsurprising announcement ever. I mean, I think last year was kind of the 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 indication that E3 was probably not going to be what it once was and Sony not coming back on a console launch year pretty much means it's definitely never going to be what it once was. No, it's it's kind of over at that point, right? Yeah. What, what do you go to see? Like anybody attending E3 <clears throat> there's going to there's nothing. Like there's how, games. Well, I mean there's yeah, okay, there's games, but there's I don't know. At what point are they going to start pulling out and just be like, yeah. this isn't even worth it. If the, if the platforms aren't even going to be present, why are the games going to be present? Yeah. I mean, it kind of like, I don't know. I, I mean, Microsoft's been doing their own Microsoft theater thing. So like they're there, but they're not at E3. I presume Sony is going to be there and also not at E3. They'll do something right. Like some sort of announcement. And then Nintendo has been doing their Nintendo directs and like, treehouse monologues outside of the actual show floor so i don't know 
I guess you're pretty much to your point. You're pretty much just going there to look for like arcade one ups, some game devs showing off their games, and then I don't know the Poly Mega. I think that's your E3 now hmm. in the treehouse. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not that surprising because we live in an, in a world where like industry shows don't make sense anymore. You know what I mean? They're like, well. You grew up and it was like egg shows, like home builder show, like boat show and all that. And it's like, it's all online. Like nobody, retailers don't, retailers don't stock merchandise based on a discussion with a distributor at events anymore. Um, Gamers and consumers don't get their news from flying out to Los Angeles to go to a once a year show. I mean, it's just. It kind of it, it's a sign of the times. Like, why throw all that money into it? You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that it lasted this long, and that Nintendo was the head of the curve on this one. Head of the curve, or lucky? Yeah, sure. I guess. Maybe Stadia will get its big break there. <laughs> like, they're just gonna be like, "No one's here. And now's the time. Let's capitalize." I saw the best thumbnail today for a YouTube video and it was just like, what happened to Google Stadia? Question mark. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It just launched and people already like think it's gone. That's great. It's dead. Yeah. It is dead. Yeah. Yeah. They're not even uh, really trying. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. You mentioned uh, arcade one up a little bit about going to E3 and just going to one ups. I thought it was really cool. Um, so Arcade One Up has made some pretty big announcements lately, and I just got the Turtle Cab not too long ago, a month ago or so, and um, Arcade One Up is coming out with the NBA Jam Arcade One Up. But uh, the really cool thing about that is that it has uh, Wi-Fi capabilities, so that you are going to be playing online against people. Um, have they said that specifically, or is it just leaderboards? No, they said that specifically. Okay. So I watched okay. a uh um the one up on YouTube and they were talking about what you can do with it. And so I think that's a really big move for these one up cabs where you're gonna start, you know, online competitions, um playing it that way, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. So Yeah, I think like like you said, like all the stuff they announced at CES was pretty big. I think like a lot of people, including probably most of this podcast, minus me, kind of shit all over the arcade one-ups when they first came out. And like everybody's like, oh, this is garbage. It's overpriced. Like, I think what they've done in the last couple of years has been kind of amazing. And like, I really don't think like from a cost value to nostalgia perspective, you could do much better than what they're currently doing. And the new lineup, the sit-down arcade cabinet for Star Wars, well, impractical. It's cool that they would do that because... That's just neat. I mean, it's not going to fit an adult person <laughs> comfortably, but good for, good on them. You know, they've got like some classic titles like the Burger Time, and they show that they were willing to like change the design of the arcade cabinet to fit the original artwork. That's a step they didn't have to take. Um, and now the fact that they're going into pinball and they're working with Zen Pinball. Which I think is awesome. Yeah, and they've confirmed they're going to have Stern and Valley support. And I just look at that and I'm like, oh, fuck yes. Like, I'm going to pick up one of those because, you know, with integrated Zen pinball, this thing will be hacked and we're going to be able to load every Zen, Zen pinball table on there. 
not legally, mind you, but this is going to be happening. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I, I think I'm probably not going to go in on their initial star Wars one. Um, but then when you combine the Zen pinball thing with what Nate's saying about NBA jam, like what if they put Wi-Fi in there? What if I can update it? You know, what if I can pay for a subscription service and I get five new tables a year through Zen pinball and arcade one up that's, that's appealing as hell. Yeah. I really like how, yeah. One up when it first came out, people are like garbage, garbage, you know, this it's, it's going on clearance and all of this stuff, but I've been really impressed lately with what they're releasing and what they're going to release and what they're planning on doing. Yeah. The pinball stuff really excited me. Um, you know, I've been talking about wanting to get a full size pinball machine for a long time, but like I could get a couple of one, one up cabs and have some pinball stuff and still have space and kind of justify it. Um, NBA jam. I think that's great. That's such a classic. And I really like those four player games when you have a game night and everyone can be playing those classics, no problem. And, yeah. Well, uh, we just need game. a Simpsons. We need a Simpsons. If we get a Simpsons cab, I'm getting it right away. The only thing I think will be tough with the Simpsons is the Simpsons still is on the air. They still covet that license. Yep. So I think plus you're going to deal with Konami and Konami is kind of like out of the games biz, although they're willing to license stuff because they don't make games anymore. Yep. So we stand a better chance than ever. But yeah, I agree. Could you imagine if they would have done a, uh, Cause they released that. Um, uh, I think they're releasing the X-Men one too. Like if they just done like a beat em up mm-hmm. bundle, with like final fight, like the, think- the X-Men, the turtles, the Simpsons all in one, like, holy shit. I think that's my biggest problem with them is that they're so singular. Where like the pinball one is really cool because you know, the expectation of more tables. Right. Potentially. They haven't, but, I don't know if they've said anything. Sure. But like the, just the singularity of of not quite the real thing for the price of nearly the real thing of a used real one that's where i've always had struggled with it but you have like the you don't have the maintenance concerns in theory True. their customer service is really good yeah um and i think like maybe initially i would have been more leery but i think now that they're doing a better job of acquiring like licenses that have cabinet art that immediately pulls at you from like being a kid and it's great to look at like the x-men one especially um and the turtles one like man Mm -hmm. there's just so much there i mean i get what you're saying though you could you could definitely you could definitely make the argument that for 200 dollars more you could buy the actual turtles cab at least the two controller one but just the ease of setup and space all of that that's true yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, that's true. I good on them. I mean, they've definitely made it work. I mean, if Walmart is buying the new ones and selling the new ones, like as soon as I yeah. saw those in Walmart, I thought this isn't going to last. Like selling four hundred. I thought they would struggle there. and eventually shut down too. Yeah, but it but, seems like they must just be doing really well, or have they got new investors? I'm not sure. Yeah, well, the markup I'm sure is insane because it's probably. And I do find it interesting. It doesn't take long for them to go on sale. Um, like Walmart to clear them out, Target, yeah, you know, with prices dropping from well, five hundred dollars to two hundred fifty bucks. What's weird though is like you got like some sort of weird fluke deal at like that one Walmart, 
Because that same Walmart that you got yours for two fifty at is still still selling them again for four hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, that was so, so I don't weird. I don't know why that deal happened. I'm glad you got it. But like every other store I've been to has them in stock and they're like right straight up, up release day price. So it's pretty awesome. And I got mine additional ten percent off with a ripped box. So yeah, <laughs> I don't think we'll see that cutter. again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey guys, if you're at Walmart, just bring your box cutter, start <laughs> slashing boxes. Apparently, it's well known that you get ten percent off on broken boxes. So, is that because the box is broken, or they think you work there because you're breaking down boxes? <laughs> I'll get a paycheck while I'm also there. <laughs> Me and my wife go, and we're like cutting the cereal boxes. And be like ten percent off of this. <laughs> we're just ripping things up. We got to save money wherever we can. Yeah. No, I'm pretty excited. I'm. I'm... I think I'm probably at the point where like I won't buy any more cabinets unless they're super clear and sell like 150 or less. But I definitely can tell. I already know I'm gonna end up with one of those pinball ones. It's gonna be sweet. Oh yeah, and a tournament, an NBA Jam tournament edition. That'd be cool. Did they say what they're doing? Is it gonna be both or just the first one? Uh, it's um NBA Jam, uh NBA Jam tournament edition and Hang Time. So those three in the box. But yeah, I, I will probably try to acquire that at some point. How yeah. many more rounds do you think they got before they've mined like all the classic ones that you, you'd, somebody would buy? Like they're I think they still cause... got a ways to go. Yeah. They haven't hit too hard into all the nineties stuff. Let's talk about blitz. Let's talk about. Fuck blitz. Well, I mean, I mean that's, that's not no, for that's me. A good, no, but, that's a good call, though. Yeah, yeah. Blitz was huge arcades. Uh, they were also talking about. Uh, this was at the, the convention. They were talking about Big Buck, or Buck Hunter. That, or, that's coming out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Buck Hunter. So I mean, some of those like classic. You go to a restaurant, you see those, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm playing Golden Tee. I'm playing, you know, Buck Hunter." Those are the ones they're gonna keep on bringing things like that out too so <clears throat> plus just trying to hit everybody completely missed like one key genre that they could do several years over and that's driving games they, ha- they don't have a driving yep. game yet you could do super sprint you could do off-road you could do cruising usa there's like oh, a mini so on a car you can get into yeah rush <laughs> i mean even if it was just stand up right yeah. like yeah if there's like a could you imagine it's like one of those fucking like little plastic red cars that you're like trying to cram your body into <laughs> Yeah, but let's say they put the Wi-Fi capabilities in a rush cab and you could get you and your buddies from all over playing rush together. I mean, that that would be stinking awesome. Right. I mean, they have to be making a service. It can't be just like the old days where it's peer to peer, right? Right. Online. I'm, I'm guessing they have a whole online service that they're doing then, which is. Yeah, my guess is they'll have something that will suck and then like a whole discord and like fever community will like come up around it it'll be really cool <laughs> yeah and it'll be still better than nintendo online so <laughs> yeah I, I do think you make a good point though andy i think there's probably like the nostalgia bubble is like rising and will decline um and eventually people like me who have a couple of these probably won't want to buy more so i think they probably got like another three years in them and then it's just going to kind of inevitably like I don't know. You know, all those stores started sucking like retro geek stuff. Like it became cool, you know, the last couple of years and you see less and less of it in all the stores now too. So yeah, I think there's a lot they could pick from, I, but you're right. I mean, there, there will be some sort of, because it's a very, it's very time and place, right? 
in order to really understand why it's appealing, you had to grow up in an era where there was an arcade. And if you're 20 now, you probably don't remember it. Right. So, you know, well, and you have to hit the most popular arcade games too, because you know, right. You can have some good ones, but they weren't always everywhere. You know, Ninja Turtles was in every pizza hut. So like everybody knew that one. Well, and they've made some weird choices like that. Burger time cab, like, yeah, burger time classic. What else is on it? Like karate fight or Kung Fu. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's a well, shitty game. And then there's like a couple other really shitty games on there. I'm pretty sure yeah. data East has like a license bundle. You just pay $10 and you oh, get yeah. it. Pretty sure if you want to license a game from data East, you like go ask them and they're like, okay, but only if we suck your dick first, they're like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think that's how it works at this point. Uh, I would say no, because I've seen the other dicks that they've been sucking. <laughs> Is that a canker sore? Maybe we should revisit this. Revisit Gosh. this in four to six oh, weeks. That, that was oh, from App Game. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good, Andy. Yeah. Exciting topic, though. CES. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm ready for some pinballs to come out, and it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So I uh I leveled up not too long ago. Um I leveled up to the to the big three five. What was that like two weeks ago or a week ago? Or I don't even remember at this point. It's my age. But two, um, two weeks ago. So Ryan hooked me up with um sweet birthday gift, a uh a gift card to to the Nintendo eShop. And I thought this was the perfect time to get something that I've been really wanting to and I don't know why I've been just skipping on this game. I've been talking about well maybe I should get an Xbox just to play this game and how stupid is that. And so I bought Cuphead for the Nintendo Switch and have been trying to tackle that. I made this agreement. Here's the bad part about. I made this agreement to play this game with my son. So um, we're, I'm learning very quickly that probably wasn't the best game to play, but now he's like, okay, you can't play this by yourself or with anybody else. Like you and I are going to do this together and it's starting to torture me where um, as soon as he he dies, he's like, "Dad, save me! Dad, save me!" And he gets mad if I don't go to save him. I'm like, "Dude, I can't, I can't do this. I'm dealing with my own crap right now." And uh, so you get to, I don't know if you guys have played the game yet, but you yep. get to that uh, water fountain where it tells you your deaths. We just started the game and we have 790 deaths. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, so that just tells you how many times we've played this over and over and over again. I I really want to love the game and it is a great game. The music's great. The visuals are awesome. It's a little intense playing two players. I know this is, this is old news really. I mean, Cuphead's been around, but when you're playing it with an eight year old, it is so painful and so tough that I'm, oh man, I don't know. It's still a lot of fun, but it is, it's brutal. And so this Cuphead experience has been 
slightly tarnished in a way where I haven't been able to enjoy it. I'm like, I really want to play this with an, another adult <laughs> to see if like, I just feel like I suck. Like I'm bad. <laughs> and some of it just has to be like who I'm playing with. So I don't know. I think it's like Andy and I like what, like 10 attempts to get through that carrot boss. Maybe the first yeah, time it's, so yeah. it's not just you, but when you get to the like candy level or across to the other Island, it's a mess. And so you start playing a boss for a while and then you're like, okay, we can't beat this one. We'll we'll come back to it. And then you go to another one. You're like, yeah, we can't beat that one. <laughs> um, all right, we'll, we'll go back to the, to the other one. And then it just, it's a mess right now. So we're at a, we're at a big stall. Um, and we find if I can get him to get me halfway through, there's a good chance I'm, I'm going to get a little bit like, there's a good chance we're going to beat it. But a lot of the times I'm saving the, the poor kid. <laughs> so you just need to create another profile on that thing so you can play that game by yourself. <laughs> and he doesn't know. So if anybody wants to come over and play Cuphead with me, I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I just can't believe that game. Just... Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, I'm surprised that game hasn't, for as much as it's permeated pop, pop culture and like, gotten kids involved like i'm surprised that there hasn't been a extra mode that's just like take it easy a little bit easier you know sure well i mean true they punish you a little bit if you're not going after those contracts you can't progress so you have to you have to play it on regular mode and it's pretty unrealistic for an eight-year-old kid (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> Just download it on your PC. Right there. I wonder if that's got yeah. online play. I think Steam is going to integrate that. Maybe we'll both pick. You should pick it up for Steam. I'll pick it up, and we can play at home through the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean it's great. I'm glad I get to experience it and finally understand what everybody's been talking about and those kind of games I really enjoy. But when you are playing two player, it's, it's out of control. There's so much going on on the <laughs> screen. And even just the little things like they can have something crawling at your feet and, uh, you don't even see it cause you're worried about everything else. It's, it's crazy. I think that's a frustrating thing in that game. And the difficulty is like, it's all so beautifully illustrated and animated but it kind of sucks that it's such a challenge to see all of it because you just kind of want to sit there and appreciate it all, but you can't when you're playing it, which is a bummer. It's like bullet hells. You're looking at the bullets, not the ship that's shooting them. Really? Yep. I concur. And the characters looks like Mugman and Cuphead looks so similar. (laughs) And yeah, it's so hard to figure out. Okay. Especially I'd get so mad at my son if his character was over my character. <laughs> I'm like, no, you got to go somewhere else. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> it's insane. So Ryan, I saw you posted your um, PlayStation stats for last year. I did. Everybody else was doing it. So I was like, I'm going to look at mine. Yeah. They were weird. Yeah. You had like one huge game and then like two tiny games. Yeah. So like 
I don't think it's completely accurate. It can't possibly be. So according to mine, I played like, I know 2019 was the least amount I've ever played my PS4 in the time that I've owned it by a long shot. But it said I used the 267 hours. But then it broke down that I played 25 games, and the one game that I played the most for 77 hours was Apex Legends. So that's weird, because my next two games were only four hours apiece, which were Rocket League and Eagle Flight, which my kids played in VR. And then the other peculiar thing is that it tells you how much you've played online over the course of the year. But because games like Apex and Fortnite don't require PlayStation Network, they don't count that as an online game. So technically, while I played supposedly 77 hours of an online game, I only played nine hours of games online. <laughs> very, very strange. Yeah. So I was... missed this. How did, how do you, how do you even do it? How do you, uh, there's a website. You can just Google it and then you just enter your login for like your PSN and it'll oh, okay. give you like your little report card. I can, oh, I, I can show you the link. Yeah. 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 So my top games were, uh, Beat Saber, no surprise, for 32 hours. That's a lot of VR time. <laughs> That's crazy. Are your eyes okay? <laughs> I don't know. You stretch it over a, a year. That's not so bad. That's true. That's true. Lego Marvel Super Heroes for 24. That's my son. Okay. And then MLB He's, The Show you played 19. 27 hours? You played MLB The Show since it went free that much? Yep. 14 hours. Yeah. Jeez. I feel like that's gonna be in the top of Nate's list too once he checks it. Yeah, I should get you the link here. But yeah, only 131 hours the whole year. That's by far the lowest I've, I'm sure I've ever played. Yeah, I I kind of wanna. I wish they would have had this in like 2016 and 2017 because I guarantee <laughs> you I'd have been like a thousand hours, and it would have yeah. all been Rocket League. Yeah, there's some games that I put more than that in by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. very curious to know. Here, let's do it in real time. Send you the link. You log in. Oh, this is weird. Big link. Now the next challenge is remembering my PSN. <laughs> that was my struggle. I get it wrong like 10 times. Then it's like, how many? <laughs> I click all the tiles that have a stop sign in it. And you're like, all right, I'll do it. Speaking of that, I saw a great uh, viral like clip where it was uh, one of those website like things like click the button that says I'm not a robot. And it was like an articulating arm robot with a stylus and he pressed the button. Really? Made me laugh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody drew a smiley face on it. It was great. (laughs) It's kind of interesting that they did this. You could kind of tell it was in response to Nintendo's like summary. Because a lot of people that like that was kind of a big social thing too was like Nintendo's year in review. Oh, I miss. Because Sony has not done this, you know, and this is basically they just kind of lifted that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So where do I go here? Uh, the PlayStation any... wrap up. Yeah, yep. click on that, and it'll ask you to log in. Yeah, you, you did you not check your Nintendo one, or did they didn't email it to you? I didn't check my Nintendo. I don't. Yeah, think my I Nintendo did one, unsurprisingly, was like Smash, but a lot sure. of Smash. <laughs> Hours and hours of Smash. Really? I'm that's very intriguing. Let's hear it. What's your total time played? Um Oh, that's where's my total time? It'll tell you. It's like one of the top boxes. Okay, how many hours were you guys? I was two sixty seven. 
I was 131. 194. Okay. Um, yeah, 194 hours. You guys want to guess game number one? MLB 2019. Really? Red Dead. Red Dead. Oh, yeah. How many hours? 41. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, 41 hours, Red Dead Redemption 2. Apex Legends. With 20 Ten? hours. Oh, I would have oh. guessed less. Nice. And yet, still only two kills on that, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the odds are not in my favor. Uh, and game number three, MLB The Show, 19 with 18 hours. Oh, man, you got me beat on that one. Which is, I kind of makes me sick to think <laughs> that I played that game that much. Well, at least you can rest easy knowing you didn't pay for it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I played eight hours in VR. I think I said I played like ten, which I feel like that number's higher, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously these stats aren't perfect, but it's interesting to see it in review. Throughout the year, you played sixty-eight days. How many games did you play throughout the year? Told me I only played twenty-five. It says fifteen. Huh. I'm at twenty-four. Twenty-four. So apparently Andy and I like to just open games and then shut them up. Yeah. To be fair, though, like. To I be fair. <laughs> I played a lot more Xbox this year, too. So. Yeah. Than I did PlayStation. Just because of Game Pass. I, I historically, up until the last two years, have been a very big, like, social online multiplayer game player. And the PlayStation has been the home for that for me. And that just completely fell off in 2019 for me. And I don't know. Nothing really came out that piqued my interest that sustained it other than Apex. And even then, I mean, I like Apex a lot, but it's not, it wasn't like my go-to game. I mean, I went through spurts. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Um, I would have, any other year, like I said, I would have had a thousand hours at least. What was your prime time to play? Uh, I don't recall. I want to say it was like nine. Or no, my prime time was Sundays. Yeah, mine's Sunday afternoons, it says. Which is weird, because I rarely played games on Sunday, I thought. but <laughs> my, Mine's Sunday evenings, so okay. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, everybody likes gaming on Sunday. Hmm. It's cool. I hope they keep doing it. It's yeah. a fun little feature. They should and do like a half the year thing, so I can... Uh... So we can bump up those stats, you know, those people, those yeah. stat chasers. Turn it into a war, like quarterly yeah. update. Like, fuck you, I'm going to play more games than you, you son of a bitch. They just give her the trophies. That's yeah. the way it should go. It's Everybody's going us. to Redbox. To, oh, that, you can't even run games anymore. Never mind. No. Yeah. It's funny. They just, they're turning on their PS4s and just letting them run. <laughs> <laughs> just get an open world game and stand in it like a robot that presses a button every once in a while that would be really intriguing it i mean it's probably really stupid but to like a game like red dead and just stand in the middle of nowhere and just let it ride and see if anything happens to you like does an animal come at you can you go days without anybody ever (laughs) seeing you it'd be really interesting I forget, you don't have to eat in Red Dead, right? Like, you can eat for boosts, but you won't actually die if you don't eat. 
Is that yeah, correct? you don't you don't have to eat. Okay. Yeah. So that would be you. You fire that thing up. Just let and it just go. let it just let it ride and then record let's, it and then fast check forward in it and now. see. Just put it on Twitch. See if anything just, ever happens. Yes. See, oh, that you know somebody would find that and it would just like blow up. <laughs> If they didn't end your stream, I'm just, sure they would just because live not doing stream anything. it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, it's true. This stream's been going on for seven days. Nothing has happened. <laughs> People the, are checking in, seeing things. We saw a UFO up there. And... It'd be about the same as those assholes who logged into Halo 2 on the original Xbox when they announced the service was discontinued just to keep the game session going because <laughs> yeah. they couldn't kick you until you logged out of the map. So <laughs> there was like a group of like 20 people who just kept the same map going as long as they could until their machines either shit out or their internet connection died. That's amazing. I think the guy made it like, it was like a month before the last guy finally got kicked. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. I, Oh man, that's tempting to do. That is really tempting to do just to do see. It. I'd watch that periodically. <laughs> just like occasionally like pop in like one of those, I don't know, street cams. <laughs> you can just, you're just hoping to see something, but nothing ever <laughs> happens. Yeah, just do it on the actual game and not online. Otherwise, you're going to have like some dickhead walk up and like shoot you. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we'd have to figure out like where to go in the map. I don't know. I'll I'll start a whole new series. Maybe I'll just create a new YouTube channel just to just to do that. Yeah. Just to hold the game and see what happens. Do it in GTA. Could you do it in GTA? Yeah. Yeah, just like randomly do that and see what happens. Yeah, just every game, like rate how long you can survive. The yeah, survivability of a game. <laughs> while nothing happens. Yeah, I love it. It's a good idea. It's coming to coming to a channel near oh. you. It's like we'll just ASMR put it on the weekend video. rental ones. It's the ASMR of video game streaming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll put the volume really low. Yeah. Whisper only. Yeah. Hey guys, oh, still nothing has happened. Okay. <laughs> a little while ago, the sun went down. I was excited. <clears throat> so I was going to bring up something. Uh, JJ Games, which is a pretty large online retailer of classic video games announced that they are going out of business. Dang it. Yeah. And the thing that I find interesting about this is they run price charting, which is like kind the of... website? Yeah. And, I mean, the whole... Price charting was basically built as a tool for to make profit off games, off the, you know, using the data to... to buy and sell games uh through jj games and then mm -hmm. he just opened it up you know opened the data up for everybody else and sold a little bit here and there but if he's the one like looking at all these graphs that he's got there and he's looking at the prices and has all the data and then says yeah i'm shutting down i can't make this work that's that's not going to be good that might be a major crash coming i mean He'll probably still make money off the ads and like click revenue from price charting. Oh, right? yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that is kind of telling. And so if they go out of business, can they 
just leave the website running where it's not updating prices anymore and just so that the prices stay down just in case things, <laughs> you know, because people aren't going to know like how much things are anymore. <laughs> That's so what I'm When I'm you wondering. go to a flea market, they're not going to be able to flip through it and be like, price charting. Yeah, know? exactly. Just shut it well, down. Hopefully they can maintain it because like price charting in the last year has gotten infinitely better because the problem was always you don't know if it's new. You don't know if it's used, you don't know if it's open, you don't know if it's missing manual. And then like the last year they've managed to break out new used sealed manual price, box price. So like it's gotten I mean it's not don't don't trust price charting to be your like Bible, but it's gotten a lot better. So I hope they can continue to keep it at the level that it's at. Well, it goes one of two ways. Either he, you know, shuts down the game side where he's selling games and focuses on price charting, or he leaves you know all of it all of it and has no interest in maintaining price charting i yeah so is jj equivalent to lukey games is it bigger probably then it's probably right on the same same. size same size yeah or they were were, oldies or whatever yeah it's the same type of thing like they're they're overpriced and i think a lot of times what they were doing is like price charting has like all those ebay like lot calculators and all that stuff on there and it'll tell you like oh this is a good deal as soon as like ebay listings go up and whatever i think they were using that like they get notified before they notify all the people on price charting and they would snipe up all the the good stuff but even then they're paying close to retail price on that stuff so they have to mark it up so high of course that's not going to be sustainable anymore right so they're doing a fire sale on the site then or what's going on yeah they're going to be dropping prices every day or something like that till it's all gone but huh so you're watching it safe to say yeah we'll see i'm surprised that they don't have somebody to you know interested in buying it all up to, to liquidate it but right keep it going until the portland expo and just haul it all down there and Mm -hmm. fire sale it Mm -hmm. where are they based out of colorado i think interesting yeah but you'd think it'd be like a southeast or west or yeah southwest yeah yeah so i mean the the big thing is what happens to price charting because that's kind of become a standard for a lot of people even yeah, it's a hell of a lot better than the eBay listings. But so, you know, hey, this is people on are eBay still, for eighty dollars. Yeah, people are still doing that though. Where how much is they don't even price them anymore? They're just like, let me look it up. Right. No, please don't. And when you say people, what you meant to say is the worst kind of people. Mm. Yeah, the jerks that you want to roundhouse kick, that you want to avenge spirit them. I just remember the guy them. in Wisconsin the last year at MGC and he's talking about, yeah, I got a whole storage unit full of NES. You'd ask about pricing something. Well, let me check eBay. It's like, oh, okay. Now I know why you have a storage <laughs> unit full of NES. Yeah. Oh. Like, or the guy uh, that was selling the TurboGrafx stuff and giving ranges to everything. So he's probably like price charting is, you know, between 10 and $20 of this. That was, yeah. So what's, so what the is the dumbest price, thing though? ever? You How know, much is this? Uh, between 20 and 40. So <laughs> 30? 
Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. Do you know how this works? <laughs> you tell me price you and do. then I give you money, sir. You tell me a price and I will say half of that. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's not good. Yeah, that that's really interesting if we're going to see a crash happen. I mean, he would know. I mean, he's got all the data. Dun, dun, dun. It'd be interesting, you know, I, I don't know if you could even look at these um, statistics, but to see like eBay, how many games are being sold so fast or, or whatever, if you're seeing a big decline in in sales on NES games or whatever it is. I don't know, that would yeah. be really interesting. eBay, eBay does track all does it really like how fast things are? Oh, I don't know. They'll show sure. volume over a period of time. I mean, NES is a category. I don't know, but like you could put like a certain like Nintendo Entertainment System consoles, yeah. and yeah. yeah, I would give you that sort of stuff. Price charting does Doesn't, for sure. Yeah, I just figured out what the internet was, guys. So just settle okay. down. It <laughs> happens. You figured out just in time for tournament edition. It's perfect. Yeah, it was just like in his announcement post. He's like, uh, people just don't care about having the physical copies anymore it's like come on man you know the customer that you've been serving for many years like they do many of they the do new... but they all have it and nobody else cares yeah all a lot of new people don't that, maybe have it right yeah. it's saturated it's a very saturated market yeah it's too bad though hmm. plus you can't hmm. rent a game anymore anywhere Nobody wants physical. Oh, I want to get physical. <laughs> uh, I wanted to kind of talk. I, there were a couple other things that were interesting that happened in the last couple of weeks, but <clears throat> I kind of laughed pretty hard at uh, this uh, source code. There, you guys, either of you played VVV, VVV? Yeah, probably about a half hour of it. Yeah, so it's like a little indie platformer adventure game came out. I don't know. I played it on iOS years ago. Anyway, it's on like everything now. It's a good game. Um, and it just really, it, it just reached a 10 year anniversary. So what was interesting was it's <clears throat> developer soul. One guy uh, in, in celebration of that, he just released open source, the original source code. People just kind of like look at and appreciate. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because it's, it's been found as people were looking through this, like he just kind of put this like horrendous logic loop in there to account for everything that he wasn't sure of as he started coding the game. So people are kind of like amazed, not only that he did it and like did it so ineloquently, but that it all worked. <laughs> and it's kind of like caused this whole like, <clears throat> like Twitter storm with other developers and stuff saying like, yeah, like, like this isn't actually that surprising. Like, yeah, he's an indie dev, but this is kind of how the industry works. Like, like the difference between like a piece of shit and something that works is just like the day up to like stuff doesn't come together until the end. And there was like, can't even remember who did the Twitter quote after like on this string, but like some publisher or developer was like, you know what they call games that are like hung together by like strings and like magic shipped like it's pretty much like the industry runs on 
people cobbling things together and just like haphazardly making them work as they as they go live. So it was it was kind of interesting to see <clears throat> see someone. Well, it's, it's cool to see someone just throw a open source code out there now these days, but just uh, to kind of like watch the world's reaction to to what he had done and sold many many copies <laughs> of. Well, I think that you're going to find that in anything that is like almost one person, you know, yeah. finishing a whole product. Cause especially in like any type of programming development, either you have the mind for programming or you have more of a creative mind. Usually you don't, usually you don't have both. So like if you're trying to make a creative game that also is needs programming, you're probably, you know, be half-assed in one of them at least. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's a really cool story, though. I think it was Polygon or maybe Kotaku had done a write-up on it. And you can find a lot of the stuff online. It's just kind of funny to see people's comments and, and reactions <laughs> to it. And, like, a lot of appreciation from, like, industry people who make games and just kind of shock from everyone else. Well, it was kind of funny because I I was watching the speed run of that on Awesome Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, that's when they revealed like, hey, today is the 10th anniversary and they he just revealed the source code. That's awesome. And I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. And nobody in the crowd, there's like no reaction from the crowd. Really? Like nobody did anything. It was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nuts. Like it doesn't happen anymore, especially no. when a game is still on eShops. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Really fun game, though, if, if nobody's ever played. I, I've gotten like maybe three hours in i think i played a lot of that i had a business trip a few years ago to costa rica and like that was the only game i had on my <laughs> iphone at the time but a lot of vvvvvv his other Good game stuff. uh super hexagon i played many many hours of that okay but that's What's like, that one like it's it's really trippy it's almost like a imagine like tempest you have the tube you know but like one of the spots on the tube is open and it keeps zooming in and you have to get this guy through the uh, open spot. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So you're constantly like moving around trying to get into the open spot before getting crushed. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Fun little, fun little industry story. I thought from a really good indie game. That is pretty cool. With probably the greatest name ever. (laughs) What are we going to call it? No, VVV, VVV, Okay. I thought it was just the sound. He just did it. So everybody said, <laughs> Yep. It's great. I watched a lot of uh, games done quick this time. Did you? Yeah. Some speed runs and world records and. Yeah. I, uh, not to uh, get ahead of ourselves, but there was a, uh, an upcoming game on our list. That was speed run, so I know all the secrets. Oh, which game was this? Like Garfield caught in the act. That's Nate, isn't it? I cringe it is. on that. It Fuck is. You. Fuck you, Nate. It is. I know you love your Garfield, and anytime I can give it to you, I am going uh, to. Well, just watch the video. Now you'll know how to get through it in like five minutes. That would be funny if you could do it. I should challenge you. <laughs> So where is the game is unquick this time of year? That's like down south somewhere. I think it's in Florida. 
Yeah, I think okay. they moved and it this year. Maybe Minneapolis. Yeah, in Minneapolis the in summer. The summer. Usually, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's always pretty cool. There's some crazy one, like the amount that they've broken, like something like Ocarina of Time, at this point, because there's just like thousands of people working on it all the time. It's insane. It's like barely. It's barely even looks like you're playing a video game. They're like doing weird glitches to change what item is in a chest, like changing the actual memory of the game. It's just nuts. Gosh, think about how many hours you put into that as a human being to just discover a loophole into something that just doesn't fucking matter. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but like that's commitment. That's why I struggle with like watching them because it's like, oh, this is entertaining and it's like they're getting the stage to do this but almost every single night of the rest of their year is <laughs> working on this you right know, like, yeah <laughs> it's like you want to appreciate it but also not encourage at the same yeah, time yeah yeah it's like <clears throat> it, it might be a disorder of some sort to obsessive you know be obsessive about i don't know hacking a game i don't know maybe not i always thought it was funny watching any of those so i used to watch quite a bit of it i haven't watched much lately but you know it takes a while for them to get everything set up and to get the people in there and then they're just kind of waiting to stream this and whatever and you get a a kid that comes in and he's like yeah i'm gonna beat this game in 20 seconds because of some kind of glitch thing and so they're waiting minutes and minutes to get this prepared and then it's like done and he like walks away like i don't know and people are like okay off to the next thing it just cracks me up nice yeah that's the biggest thing i can't believe that they don't have like two ready like where they can switch off once one's done because yeah after every one it's like another it's like 15 minute wait yeah i always thought it was interesting too like i get why they do like the auditoriums but like half the time some of that stuff is like there's nobody in there. You can tell the people in the audiences don't really give a shit as to what's happening directly in front of them. So why not just like do these really nice, like self-contained, soundproofed, well-lit, decorated rooms to like spotlight everybody and just broadcast it to a bigger screen than have like all the other variables? I don't know. Yeah. You could turn There's it into a much awesome higher production ones. show. Like the the blindfolded Mike Tyson and like those yeah. kind of things, like that's stinking awesome. I'd love to watch that. Yeah. Did you see what they did this year on that? No. There's two people. Two people, yeah. On one controller, blindfold, both blindfolded. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. You're, you're basically just playing off sound at that point. Ryan, we should do that, like a two-player virtual boy. I think Something. there's like... <laughs> I, I don't think amazing is the right word for this. I think it's called... Maybe like sad or... Amazing. Something set. like we need it needs a new word. It's not just amazing. We're gonna play Red Alert God together. Red Alert sucks. <laughs> but you, you Once you lose one perspective eye. on like which line is the background, which line is the foreground, that game is like indecipherable. Like it's your your left eye, I'll be right eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have my new virtual boy set up pretty soon, so I don't have to worry about sticking my face in that thing. So I'm still going to put my face in it. I am never putting my face in it again. It's going to be glorious. We've been practicing for days on this. <laughs> well, you're really gross. 
I'll just use my console as one. Thank you very much. That's half the fun. Literally half. Yeah, the fun. I was gonna say, no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was intended. Oh. That I'm that seems like a video guys. like that. I I kind of want to see like two people play virtual play let's, let's put it up on weekend rental let's do it let's not we got other videos we haven't finished from like five months ago i know but i'll press my face up against any of you and guys. we have a video idea deadline for the always wonderful geekade that we have to <laughs> knock knock out that's in the also month true here. we're working on it guys we swear working on it it's in the can by candy means we haven't started yet, but we're working on it. It's happening. Can is in the fridge. <laughs> Hasn't been opened yet. It's still on the shelf at the store. I let it percolate a little. Got to jiggle it a little. Ooh, callbacks. What was that from? <laughs> that went off the rails hard. I can't remember what I did that. Gosh, we're so stupid. All right, moving on to the end of the show. I think we're going to do a fail bag. Yes. I, I missed it. We're in the fail bag. Let's do Nintendo Power issue 132. That's uh, May 2000. Uh, this asked its readers to uh, come up with a question on what they would ask their favorite video game character. And some of these are kind of disturbing. So... I'll start with some easy ones first. Uh, Joey is asking Bomberman where he gets all his bombs. Okay. He's pulling them out of his I butt. Mean, yeah. I just assumed he made them. He's Bomberman. Doesn't he, doesn't he craft them also? But okay. <laughs> Good waste of a question. He is, Isn't his head a bomb? Yeah. Or is it? Or is he, he just he, shaped like a bomb? Or is he just oh. so obsessed with bombs that he cosplays as a bomb? I and like Nate's idea that with... he's decapitating other people and lighting their heads on fire. <laughs> this is a good logic. I never played well, Bomberman. I wasn't Zero. quite going there, but okay. Oh, okay. Well, where were you going? Please elaborate. Um, I mean, I kind of like where you're going now. Okay, good. Yeah, it's a good path. If Bomberman is laying these bombs with the fuse that are lit and his head is a bomb. Uh-huh. Isn't that a risk? Is Maybe that a that's risk why for him? That's how you die when you inadvertently blow yourself up. Your head explodes. It all makes sense. That's true. Yep. If I... Yeah. And I'd like to think his testicles are two just little cherry bombs, too, with fuses <laughs> that also explode. <laughs> you can't see him because they're in his latex pants. <laughs> but they're there. <laughs> they are there. <laughs> uh... 
That's messed up. <laughs> That's why there's no bomber women, people. Yeah. It's bomber man for a reason. <laughs> Watch out, these puppies are about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was his joke growing up, his dating joke all the time. Hey, about to explode in my pants <laughs> as well. <laughs> Got some blue balls over here. They're about to explode. Come on. Why was why was there not a cartoon on him? Uh, in Japan, there probably is, to be honest. <laughs> some anime. Hmm. Probably because right after questions. Desert Storm was probably not a great time to have a guy just like, <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we had our own version of the bomber man here. <sighs> Taking us back to reality hard. <laughs> Getting really way, dark here. Way to lower the mood. Maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Garen, he would ask, I would ask Yoshi if the back, if his back hurts from carrying Mario all day. Uh, yeah, Boy, that's, that's dumb. Uh, maybe like if you're going to ask your favorite video game character a question, pick one that talks. Like you're basically <laughs> asking like a dumb dinosaur horse. Like, what's he going to do? Poop out an egg as a response? Come on. Are you tongue in Mario? You could literally go ask a horse right now and they won't tell you. So, I mean, right. that's it's the equivalent. You're talking to a horse. That's a waste of a question right there. It's not even a real character. He's essentially a power-up. Shannon says, I'd like to ask Navi the fairy from Ocarina of Time question. Why don't you, you ever shut, the shut fuck up? up and stop? <laughs> yes. Is really? Yep. Is that it? Yep. Yes. That is the right question. <laughs> Yes, man. I like Shannon. Hey, you listen. Shut the fuck up. That's my question. That, that's not a question. That's a statement. Take it. Navi. That's great. I love it. Hats off to Shannon. Somebody should make like a Zelda clone ripoff of that where it's just like a fairy following you around just yelling at you and you just become increasingly more irritated and go on a rampage and dude that's a good idea for a video like one of us dressed up in like a <laughs> tinkerbell costume just like walk mine somebody like yelling the same thing that's that's gold right there it's like you don't see this fairy right here all he does is just say hey listen real life navi <laughs> it should be like uh but what you do is it's like uh if navi uh existed in letter kenny and you just follow the person around like how you gonna fuck that pig and just scream it like in every situation oh my god that'll be 650 sir how are you gonna fuck that pig <laughs> redneck fairy oh, yeah it'd be great <laughs> this is a great video idea this is gold right here maybe not the maybe not the punchline we can tailor that i don't know who's bold enough to do it though i've <laughs> I mean, I I made a video where my nuts were nunchucks, so I think I could probably pull it off. <laughs> I'm not going to wear the outfit. You can wear the outfit. I'll okay. scream the line. You just, like, will blur your mouth. And then I'm the one that's getting punched and <laughs> <laughs> stabbed. It's <sighs> good stuff. 
Um, Josh, he would ask Luigi how he feels about always being in Mario's shadow and whether he's ever going to do anything about it. <laughs> Oh my oh, gosh. Boy, that's uh that's... Are you gonna murder Mario? Are you? Yeah, you gotta wonder ways. like those Mario's missing games <laughs> if he's just like, you know, I'm good. He can keep like I don't know why he didn't just stop after he rescued Peach and all the toads in the last one. <laughs> like, yeah, I got everything I need. Mario, see ya. What a twist. Yes. So instead of like, what did people write in? Like, I want to know what would what would you guys ask? Which character and what? Mm. I would ask Chun Li how much stretching she has to do. Get those legs up. You feel like you'd get punched or kicked, <laughs> probably, or like speed kick. Did you know they made uh, kind of going off on a tangent, but I was in Target and they have Hot Wheels cars that are Street Fighter themed, and there's a Chun Li car. It's <laughs> like course. the weirdest really? adaptation of a person into a car. It's kind of disturbing. You should Google it. That's strange. Yeah, it's not good. What about you, Andy? Hmm. I think I'd ask Bayonetta if that's hair or a suit. And if it's hair, how do you get the bonus <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, which hair is it? Is it from, coming from your head? Oh my gosh. Yeah, maybe we've had it. It wraps out from underneath <laughs> up the back and then sits on top of her head. She's actually bald. Oh my gosh. She's a witch masquerading oh. in a bush. <laughs> this is disturbing. <laughs> That's good. Mm. How about you? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I guess I'd maybe ask Bubsy what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he'd have a breakdown? Like, that's. Like he would actually like have a moment of clarity and be like, wait, what have I done with my life? <laughs> what could what the fuck go is wrong up with this t-shirt? It's just, I don't even have pants on. It's just an exclamation mark. <laughs> uh, let's do one more. One more, one more good question. This one uh, is from. Ed, he says, so Jumpman, why do you let Mario take over your body, replace your girlfriend with Pauline, with Peach, and change the color of your overalls? Well, I mean, is that how that worked? It's the same person. People can't change clothes. <laughs> you can't date different women. Things change. You know, I have a feeling he was just Jumpman was just breaking up with Pauline. And he's like, he basically got a new identity to get away yeah, from it. Like, like it was a messy breakup. 
They're like, yeah. was it even a breakup or it was just like, you know, I need this shit. The monkey can have her. Yeah, <laughs> I got to go to this pie factory every fucking day. Fuck this. I'm out. Maybe she didn't even want to be saved. Right. Yeah. She just wanted to hang out with that Donkey Kong. Yeah. She wanted that Donkey Kong, Donkey Schlong all day long anyway. <laughs> yeah. Once she's done with him, she's going to move to Hangley, man. <laughs> that was your arcade reference. I don't know if Hangley Man has. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. Oh, we gotta ask that Brandon asked that um, when we recited the. Um, I was gonna look it up. Shoot, forgot. He was asking when we did the trivia question on what are the Pac-Man ghosts. He's like, "What I want to know is what are the Hangley Man names? I can't remember. They're like weird, like." Japanese or thing. The only one that's the same is Pinky. I'll really? Have look. I'll have to look. Yeah. Who knew? Huh. Here, I got it for you. Okay, you do it. Um. Oh wait, no, that's pulling up the. That's pulling up the Pac-Man ones. Hold on, I mean, we're gonna need to bottom Hangley Man, everybody. <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia. It's cutting edge game. List of ghosts. Hangley Man. Oh, here I got the screenshot. So it is. So this came from Brandon. Uh, yeah, Brandon, uh, or he commented on YouTube. So yeah, these are terrible names. So the red one, its character name is Okaki, nickname Akabe. Uh, yep, the pink I one, it. the pink one is Pinky, but character name is Makibus. Uh, the teal mm. one is Kimagur or Osuki. And then the orange one is Odaboki, and his nickname is Kazuda. Kazuda, <laughs> bless you. I mean, if you're gonna rip off, if you're gonna rip off Pac-Man, just keep the catchy names. Maybe I don't know, or at least rhyme them. Do something. That was that was bad. Maybe but remember, you get bonus Hangley Man at ten thousand points. Everybody, bonus Hangley Man, thousand points. Been there, and with that. I think we've been here before. And by here, I mean the end of the podcast. <laughs> you know what to do, Nate. I do. Beg for emails. <laughs> and tweets. And tweets. And random packages in the mail. And some things. Yeah, send those packages. We need those packages. We will take well, all don't, your No, don't send those packages. We're not interested in those packages. <laughs> Especially after me saying we need some emails and, and then packages. Um, uh, Chris Hansen here. <laughs> yeah, send us uh, your comments, questions, anything podcast related, video game related. Uh, if you have some ideas for our podcast, we'd love to read them. You can send those to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on our social medias Facebook, Twitter, and there's a lot going on there, as well as YouTube. And then uh, you can find all things we can rental at we weekendpodcast.com as well as geekade.com as always guys be kind rewind banana hey listen are you gonna fuck that pig hot snake